God is good all the time. He puts a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time through the darkest night. His light will shine. God is good. Yes, God is good all the time. If you're walking through the valley, there are shadows all around. Oh, do not fear. He will guide you. And sound, for he has promised to never leave you nor forsake you, and his word is true. God is good all the time, puts a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. All the time, through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. Yes, God is good. All the time, we were sinners and so unworthy. Still for us, He chose to die. He filled us with His Holy Spirit. Now we can stand and testify that His love is everlasting and His mercies, they will never end. God is good all the time. It's a song of praise. It's heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time. We were sinners. And so unworthy, still for us He chose to die. He filled us with His Holy Spirit. Now we can stand and testify that His love is everlasting and His mercy. They will never end. God is good. All the time. Put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. All the time. Through the darkest night. His light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time.
the time He put a song of praise In this heart of mine God is good All the time Through the darkest night His light will shine God is good Yes, God is good Oh, my God is God is good. Oh, God is good. Yes, God is good all the time. Yes, He is. He is so good to us, isn't He? Same key. God is good. Yes, He is. Keep going. You can search the whole world over. No greater friend you'll find. He's not good just once in a while. He's good all the time. Yes, my God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. I know my God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. You can search the whole world over. No greater friend you'll find. He's not good once in a while. He's good all the time. Yes, my God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. You can search the whole world over. No greater friends you'll find. He's not good just once in a while. He's good all the time. Yes, my God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. Oh, God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. You can search the whole world over. offering this morning at this time by and by when the morning comes key of d we are often tossed and driven on the restless sea of time somber skies and howling tempests off succeed of bright sunshine in that land of perfect day when the mists have rolled away we will understand it better by and by Oh, yes, by and by When the morning comes When all the saints of God are gathered home We will tell how we've overcome We'll understand it better by and by We are often dead 
destitute of the things that life demands. One of food and one of shelter, thirsty hills and barren lands. But we're trusting in the Lord according to His word. understand all the ways that God would lead us to that blessed promised land but he guides us with his eyes and we'll follow till we die for we'll understand it better by and by oh yes by and by morning comes when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story, how we've overcome, by and by, temptations, hidden snares, often take us unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed, for a thoughtless word or deed, and we wonder why the test, when we try to do our best, oh, we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, yes, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story. We'll understand it better by and by oh yes by and by when the morning comes God our gathered home we will tell the story for we'll understand it better by and by Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, isn't it? Amen. No place better to be. Amen. The brothers can come receive the morning tithe and offering. Where could I go? Key of F. Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving alone to face temptation sore. Where could I go but to the Lord? Oh, tell me, where could I go? Oh, where could I go? Seeking refuge for my soul. Needing a friend. I go but to the Lord. Neighbor 
others are kind. I love them, everyone. We get along in sweet accord. But when my soul needs manna from above, where could I go but to the Lord? Oh, yes, where could I go?
presence on holy ground and this is holy ground we're standing on holy ground for the Lord is present and where he is is holy standing on holy ground for the Lord is present and where he is is holy and we are standing on holy ground I know there are angels all around, so let us praise Jesus now, we are standing in His presence on holy ground. Amen. That's what we believe. We're on holy ground. Amen. We're going to try a new one this morning. Key of B. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. I was a wretch, I remember who I was. I was lost, I was blind, I was running out of time. Sin separated, the breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you had me in your sight. So you made a way across the great divide Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside There at the cross you paid the debt I owe Broke my chains, freed my soul For the first time I had hope for the blood of life Thank you, Jesus It has washed me white Thank you, Jesus You have saved my life Brought me from the darkness Into glorious light my place laid inside my tomb of sin you were buried for three days but then you walked right out again and now death has no sting and life has no 
transformed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of life. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness. And the wonder-working power of the blood, the blood that calls us sons and daughters. We are ransomed by our Father through the blood, the blood. Oh, there is nothing stronger than the wonder-working power.
God bless you. is my goal to walk with you in perfect harmony I want to go where you want me to send me Lord to do the things you do my Lord I want to go I want to feel your presence near perfect love casting out all fears my love i want to feel you've taken away my shame given me a part of your name set your holy seal upon me I'm thankful for your grace, you've made me a winner in life's race. Now I give myself to you unreservedly. I want to go where you want me to send me, Lord, to do the things you do, my Lord. I want to go. I want to feel your presence near perfect love casting out our fears my love I want to feel I'm casting my reasoning down listening for that certain sound that's the small voice deep in my soul To lead me where I should go perfectly through daily love that unto you my works be fulfilled. Yes, I want to go where you want me to send me, Lord, to do the things you do, my Lord. I want to go. I want to feel your presence near perfect love casting out our fears my love I want to go Lord let your anointing flow keeping my light aglow amid this world of darkness in a shade keep pouring your light of rain faith to use 
your power again that I may return to you from whence I came I want to go that place prepared for me of that mansion my theophany my Lord I want to go Yes, I, I want to feel where the reality is perfect love throughout eternity, my Lord. I want to go. Oh, yes, I want to go to that place prepared for me. Oh, that mansion, my theophany, my Lord. I want to go. Yes, I, I want to feel where the reality is perfect love throughout eternity, my love. I want to feel, oh my love. I want to feel, my love. I want to feel. God bless you. beautiful song isn't it that should be our desire to want to go where he wants us to go amen we'll have some prayer requests to read this morning we'll go ahead and read those at this time <clears throat> brother Siggy and sister Jolene will be traveling um, I believe he said to Phoenix um, from today through the 20th so he asked the church to remember them Lord, give them traveling mercies. And uh, Brother, G Brother Jimmy contacted, these, contacted me this morning. Um, he said he's not sure if he has the flu or what, but he said he's just down with the, the cough, the body aches, the, all that. So let's just remember Brother Jimmy this morning. Um, and Sister Naomi Allen was in a car wreck on her way to church this morning. Um, Brother Cammie said that she was okay. She was just shook up, so we're thankful that there was nothing serious there but just pray that lord will touch her because sometimes it takes a few hours after a car wreck before you start hurting and pray that she won't have no problems with the insurance or anything like that um, brother cammy will be traveling to trinidad tomorrow um, to be with his sister um, who's been sick um, and he said that it doesn't look like she has long left um, but he said most importantly praying for her soul that She'd give her heart to the Lord, and that is the most important thing. So let's remember, Brother Cammy, that Lord will give him traveling mercies, and he'll be able to be a witness to his family there in Trinidad. And Brother Cyril asking prayer for a friend having throat surgery. His name is Eddie Bryson. So let's remember that friend of Brother Cyril's. The Lord will guide the surgeon's hand, and we know he will. Amen. Anybody have an unspoken prayer request this morning? Amen. Brother Chris, do you mind come to take us Lord in prayer this morning? all bow our heads dear Lord Jesus Lord God we truly do consider it a privilege here this morning God to come into your presence Lord to come into your house Lord and God a place that we could come to Lord and receive of you God 
Lord, I know that you're mindful of every aspect in our life, Lord. You're mindful, Lord. You're concerned and you care about what's going on in our lives, God. Lord, sometimes we don't even know, feel like you're even there, God, but you promised that you would never leave us, that you'd never forsake us, God. And Lord, when we come out of certain things, Lord, we come out of certain storms, we come out of certain situations, God, we can look back and see that you were there all the time. And God, I consider that a great comfort, Lord. God, we thank you for that hope and that privilege, God, that we have, Lord. We thank you for what you are to us, Lord. And God, I was just talking to the young people this morning, Lord, in Sunday school. God, just wondering what the difference, like a husband and a wife and a friend and God, just a brother. God, there's so many things you are to us, Lord. And God, different times in our lives, God, we need you as a friend. Different times in our life, God, we need you as a brother, that companion, Lord. God, sometimes we need you as a husband, Lord. There's certain things a husband does, Lord. You are our protector. You are our provider, God. You are our leader, God. You help us make decisions in our life, God. Lord, at different times in our life, we need you in different ways and different aspects, God. And we're just so thankful, God, that we have that. Whatever we have need of, Lord, whatever we have need of this morning, God, you're more than able and you're mindful and wanting to meet that need this morning, God. There was needs that was called out to you this morning, Lord. God, I know that you know about that situation, Lord. God, you know that you have the answer to that situation. God, you have a perfect answer to that situation, Lord. And God, maybe we may not make sense of how things work in our lives, God, but you have all things in control. You have a purpose of a process, Lord. And God, we, we consider your wisdom in these matters, Lord. We consider not our own understanding, God, but our faith and our trust and our confidence is built in you, God, as you would show yourself, God, to us as we go a little further down the road, Lord. And God, I know this morning will not be no different. God, you will be God to us this morning. Lord, you will be a provider to us this morning. You will be an answer for us this morning. Whatever we have need of, Lord, God, you will be that to us this morning, Lord. And we open up that to you this morning, and we look to you for, to answer all of these things, God. And we thank you in advance for them, Lord. God, you know the request that was read out, Lord. You know the hands that was raised. I know that you're mindful of it, Lord. And none of these things will go unanswered. God, you will give them an answer. You will give them direction and leadership and deliverance of whatever they have mad need of, Lord. God, you are that answer this morning, Lord. We ask that you to help Brother Daniel, Lord, our pastor this morning. God, that you would help him, Lord Jesus, to find your leadership. God, that uh, the importance of this day, Lord. God, you know the magnitude of what needs to take place this morning, Lord, as he prepared himself. He sought you this weekend, Lord, this week, Lord. And, and God, I ask you to give him leadership and wisdom. God, would you give him unction, Lord. Would you take over that vessel this morning, Lord. May it not be a Brother Daniel this morning. May it be Jesus standing behind this pulpit. And God, we would understand and approach it that way. And we would receive it that way as it's you because it is you lord i can hear your prophet say now whatever he told you it was the truth god may we receive the word this morning in like fashion god that it could be effect in our life and bring forth a hundredfold and all for your glory we ask all of these things in the precious name of jesus christ amen amen who has high expectations this morning amen, amen. I, I certainly have needs, things that are on my heart, things I'm praying about, and I know we all do. My apologies, though. Sister Naomi's me traveling to Trinidad, not Brother Cammy. So, I misunderstood the text. That's what's bad about text messages, sometimes you misunderstand. So forgive me for that. Just remember Sister Naomi as she'll be traveling to Trinidad. Amen. God is certainly good to us. I, I know we sang this Wednesday night, but I felt that we should sing it again. Heart of Worship. We can sing that as we invite our pastor out. 
this morning. Just pull upon the gift that the Lord has given our pastor and let's just see what God will do for us this morning. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth, that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back Heart of worship, it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it, it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. King of endless worth, no one could express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours, every single breath. I'll bring than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the things I've made it it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm coming back to the heart of worship all about you it's all about you Come on, give him a hand clap of praise this morning. 
Hallelujah. Could be in the house of the Lord. Oh, the devil has fought this morning. Glad to see Sister Naomi in church. After uh, I don't call accident. I don't believe accidents happen to children of God. I believe everything is purposed. We may not know it or understand why. But there's a purpose behind everything that God does. We was coming down uh, toward Highway 11 this morning, and there was something going on. There was all kinds of uh, lights flashing, um, police and fire trucks, and they had uh, traffic backed up way far back, and they was letting these people come this way, but they wouldn't stop them and letting us go. So there was a side road, and I did something a little bit illegal. And uh, I went in the grass. I said, i got to get to church. I can't let these people, you know, pray for them. God help them, but we got to go to church, you know. <laughs> so I crossed the grass and got on the side road and took me all back through Social Circle. And I know everything about Social Circle now. And <laughs> But it made us 20 minutes late to church uh, because of all that. Devil trying his best. But the thing about it is he cannot stop the plan of God. And I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you and those that are streaming, buckle up. Sometimes that when the season is right, and it has to be the right season for us and for God, for certain things for God to release to us, because sometimes the, the timing isn't right, so God withholds. Because you remember the walk with God's, uh, uh, Abraham's walk with God. He showed him certain things along the line from, from chapter 12 all the way to chapter 21. He didn't immediately show him as, himself as El Shaddai in Genesis 12. He waited till Genesis 17. It was the right season because Abraham was uh, 100 years old. So he needed El Shaddai at that time. But he didn't need him at 75. Because he could still father a child. You see what I'm saying? So in certain seasons, when it's right, and God has to start with the head first. Because that's where it starts with you. God don't speak to your big toe. It has to start with the head. And then once the head catches the revelation... God begins to speak to the head, then the head could speak to the body. And you have to understand this, and if you don't understand this, you might as well not be here. This comes from God, not me. If you do not believe that I am the mouthpiece of God for you, then I'm not your pastor. When I walk out that door, I become God's angel to this church. And whatever I speak under inspiration comes straight from God Himself. It is not my thoughts, it's not my idea, it's not my creed. It's what God wants to say to this people. And whoever might be streaming that calls this their church. And when God spoke to me, I was pressure washing. We, have, we had brand new concrete, brand new driveway at our house. 
And we had some people that was delivering some stuff to our house, and it had rained, so mud was everywhere. So people have no respect for other people's stuff, so they just took a hand truck and just rolled stuff, mud all over my brand new driveway. Just mud everywhere. And I got all in the flesh. So I went and got my pressure washer, and it took me about three hours, and I'm pressure washing, and I'm, I'm, I'm just meditating, talking to the Lord, and all of a sudden, something comes to me, and I'm like, what? Uh, could you repeat that? Because that, 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 that blows my mind. And I begin to meditate upon what I'm going to speak this morning. And Wednesday night, I told you, I asked, some of you, asked all of you and those that were streaming to fast at least one meal. I have fasted several, and I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you. That I know that God is going to do something this morning. But if you're not under expectation, you're just a spectator. You better get on the field and be part of the game. God's not wanting spectators just to sit back and watch. I want to be part of what God's doing. And so I, I, I forewarn you, what I'm fixing to preach to you has a lot of meat on the bone. Because Brother Bram said teaching is what places the church. Teaching. Now I have a different way of teaching. I'm not you know, one of these. That's not my way. I'm going to move. I'm going to scream. I'm going to shout. I'm going to holler. I might dance a little. I don't know what I'm going to do. But that's my way of teaching. So I wanted to forewarn you. Give you a disclaimer. So you buckle up and you get ready. I believe God's going to do some mighty, mighty things. We're going to get some testimonies from this, from this service. Amen. Book of Matthew. <clears throat> Once again, we appreciate our musicians this morning. Praise the Lord. And I'm sorry for those that had to be out of town, and they were sorry too, but uh, they actually come to me and said, man, I hate to have to miss the service, but, uh, you know, sometimes you, there's things you have to do, places you have to go, and I understand that. So you pray for them that God would give them a portion of, of what's going forth this morning. God can use the streaming for those that are hungry and needing something from God. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 23, this is after Jesus had had a great revival and done many things. Verse 23, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. 
You catch the picture? It's a pretty big, pretty big storm. The ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? John 14, 12 tells us that the works that I do shall you do also. Can you say amen? amen. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. You got a storm covering your ship. You're in the midst of a battle. You're in the midst of a storm. Oh, ye of little faith. Speak to it. Don't wake him. Speak to it. He has given us the power. He rebuked them. Oh, ye of little faith. What could they have done and left him asleep? The men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, I can't pronounce that word, but it's the Gadarenes in it and one of the other Gospels. There met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come to torment us before the time. And there was a good way off from them and heard of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently deep into a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Let's pray. Eternal Father, I stand here, Lord, trembling within myself, knowing the direction that you've called me to go this morning. It's a double barrel and a heavy load. It puts us in a place that we've never been before. And Father, I pray that your inspiration, the unction of the Holy One would come. And it would not be the the words of a man, but your words, your thoughts, your actions. Come and use me and use my voice as a vessel, as a conduit to speak to your people this morning. This is how you ordained it, through man. To speak through man, you could have used the stars, the moon, the sun, the trees, the grass. You could have used anything to spoke, speak to your people. But Lord, you, you chose man. And I answered the call. So here, your servant is at his place of duty this morning. Asking you one more time. 
to use me as a vessel that you can speak through to your people. Bless the ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to receive. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may have your seats this morning. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. I want to speak to you this morning and pay close attention to the title. I want to speak to you this morning on It's My Turn to Be the Tormentor. Some of you called it, some of you didn't. It's my turn to be the tormentor. Now, the, the word uh, tormentor, uh, torment, things of that nature is in the scriptures because that's a demon, that's what demons do. That's what makes them a demon is because they torment. And when they torment, they torment different people on different levels. Everybody's not the same. But everybody's got some form of torment in your life. It's quiet in here. You better acknowledge it and expose it. Because if you don't expose it, you can't get deliverance. That's the, that's the way that those things, those demons, those tormentors become weak. Some of you are sitting here this morning and been dealing with tormentors for years. And you're afraid to expose it because of one word and it's called pride. Most men in here this morning are dealing with lust. And you won't admit it. You can't get deliverance. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't expose it and get deliverance, it's going to get worse. Yes, Some of you are dealing with pornography, and if you don't admit it, it'll get worse. Yes, and it will go from pornography to the physical. Yes, it's not going to stop with just looking at pictures. Right. I'm going to preach. Amen. God told me to preach this, and I'm going to preach it. Amen. Some of you are dealing with bitterness, right. anger. Jealousy. I could go on and on and on. And you won't admit it. You won't even admit it to yourself. But if you don't expose it, you cannot get deliverance. Because when you expose the devil, he becomes weak. If you keep it hidden, it grows. And it gets worse and worse. I know the Lord is speaking right now to people. These demons, their job from hell, they have been sent on a mission to you, to your mind, to your body, to your spirit, to torment you, some of you day and night. You can't get away from it. It's there all the time. It's in your mind, it's in your spirit, and it is depressing you. It is oppressing you. It is bringing you down. You can't get close to God. You, you feel like you're a million miles away from God. You feel, feel like you're not even saved sometimes because of the torment in your mind. Speak, Holy Ghost. But I'm here to tell you, it's, the season is changing. Listen to this, and, and, and several, uh, uh, it's not in just in the book of Matthew, this, 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 this scene here with Legion and the swine. Several of the gospels record it, but they record it a little bit differently, but it's the same story. 
When Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee, I want you to listen to me very carefully. I'm not, I'm not going to keep you long because this is, this is, this is heavy. When Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee, Galilee, he knows why he's going. He's the Word. He's going for one man. One. Let me tell you, my friend, he crossed the Sea of Galilee for you. For one. Wherever you was at, you had friends, you had acquaintances, but you was the one he was after. Church services, can a whole church service can go on and God's after one. You better thank God that he was after you. You better thank God he come your way. Others have their time, but you have your time. And you, I'm going to tell you, God's only obligated to come to you one time. Got quiet on that. God's only obligated one time to come to you. And you better take, take full advantage of that, that visitation. Because he is not obligated to ever come back and deal with you again. And if he does, you better thank God that he came back. Because I'm going to tell you, not one will come out of the palm of his hand. No man shall take them out of the palm of his hand. All that the Father hath given me. That's why some people he keeps knocking. Some people he knocks one time and that's it because they don't belong to him. But he has to be a just God to give him at least one knock. And he knows they won't open the door so he don't stand there and knock. But the Bible says, behold, I stand here and knock to those that belong to me. You belong to him so he stood there. Oh, you better thank God he stood there and he kept knocking and he kept knocking because he knew one day you was going to open that door. He don't open the door, you open the door. The latch is on the inside. He stood at my door and he knocked 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 and he kept knocking because he knew I belonged to him. And he's not going to stop knocking to those that belong to him until they open the door. Some people get one knock. I remember years ago, Brother Brown's daddy used to be my pastor. And he was called to the hospital. A man was trying, uh, well, he eventually did commit suicide. He slid his wrists. And, and so they called Brother Hembry to the hospital. And the man was laying on the bed and they, they was trying to stop the bleeding for the man not to die. And, uh, attended to him in the ER. So Brother Wilson looked at him. He said, are you ready to meet God? Can we pray? And the man looked at him. He said, preacher, you pray. I have no desire to pray. Years ago, this is the story. Call him and ask him. I got his number. Years ago, God dealt with me. And he said, I told God, leave me alone. And he said, preacher, he never dealt with me again. So if you want to pray, you go ahead and pray. I've got no desire to pray because I know where I'm going. He told God to leave me alone. So God said, okay, I'll leave you alone. On his deathbed, he tells the preacher, you pray. I got no desire to pray. There are people in this world that don't belong to God. But God has to knock one time. But that's it. He knocked on the rich young ruler's heart one time. And he wound up in hell. 
But he had to knock one time. Come on, church. Because you belong to him. You're a part of him. A part of an eternal God that has created worlds and galaxies and you're a part of him. That ought to make somebody happy. You're a part of him. He's not complete. I've heard preachers say, oh, God don't need you. God don't. God does need us. We're a part of him. He's not complete without us. Adam was not complete without Eve. God needs us right now to do the things on the earth that he would be doing. We are his body. The body does what the head tells it to do. God does need us. Jesus comes on after he rebukes the storm and he comes to the shore of the Gadarenes. And Legion comes, they don't call him Legion here, but it was Legion that come and, and those demons that was in him said these words. Listen carefully. Why comest thou to torment? They said this to Jesus. Why have you come to torment us? Before our time. They knew he says, they called him, I read it to you. Jesus, thou son of God. The Pharisees called him Beelzebub. The devils knew who he was. Knew what he could do. And knew that he came to torment them. Jesus now becomes the tormentor. Hello? Some of, you ain't, some of you ain't accepting this. I really don't care if you accept it or not. This is the Bible. Why comest thou to torment us? To torment us? Are you hearing me? Jesus is now the tormentor to the tormentors. These tormentors had tormented Legion for a long time. Fiercely. That no man would pass by this way. He had such strength he could snap chains into. Demonic power. And Brother Branham said that Legion's life started off on the wrong road. When he stopped at the pub on his way home from work to have a drink. And he said one demon entered him. One demon entered him. He went home. His wife asked him where he had been. He lied to her. Second demon. After a while, he's got 2,000 demons in him. It starts with one lie, with one drink. One lie. One look at pornography. One look at a woman and lusting after her. Yes, One little bit of bitterness. Amen. A bit of anger. Amen. You can get quiet on me if you want to. It ain't going to stop me from preaching. Amen. Satan is subtle. Yes, Satan is very shrewd. Satan is very smart. He, he does not come to you as himself. He comes to you as something that is so little, so simple, and you reason, compromise in your mind. There's nothing to that. 
That's no big deal. That's not a heaven or hell issue. Where's it going to lead you? That's what you got to ask yourself. Where is this that I've been tormented by? Where is it leading me? Is it taking me closer to God or is it taking me farther from God? And so now Jesus becomes the tormentor. And these demons that had been tormenting this man for however long in the tombs. Remember now, another one of the gospels says that Legion was in the tombs crying. People caught in traps that won't out. But remember when an animal gets caught in a trap, almost 10 times out of 10, he cannot get out of the trap by himself. Because the trap is designed to hold him. You can't go nowhere but a circle. I've got traps at my house. I know how they work. You set a bait out. The animal don't see the bait, don't see the trap. Smells the bait. Sees the bait. Gets close to the bait. Snap. And then all of a sudden he's trapped. His leg is in the trap. And all of a sudden, he's not interested in the bait. Once he's trapped, he's not interested in the bait. He's interested in getting out of the trap. You don't think Satan ain't putting out bait? Not to just young people, but all of us. Setting out bait. And at the same time, he set a trap. And understand how you catch an animal is you hide the trap. You bury the trap underneath sand and dirt and pine needles and leaves. The animal don't know the trap is there. All they see is the bait. Oh, I'm getting through now. I'm getting through. I feel a breakthrough coming. I feel a breakthrough coming on for somebody. The bait is set out for him to be trapped. He don't go there to get trapped. He goes there for the bait. Why do you think pornography is the number one thing going on the internet? And I'm going to tell you this and you listen to me carefully. Over 90% of men are looking at pornography on some kind of device. And the ones that aren't looking at have no desire. They're too old or they got a physical problem. That's why it's not 100%. See, see, people won't admit it because they're doing it in secret. Because all you got to do is pull out your phone in secret. Put in an address or type in a couple of words and all these sites come up. And you don't have to pay for them no more. When they first come out, you had to have a subscription, but now you don't. Oh, I feel demons coming at me left and right. But I'm here to tell you, I'm the tormentor now. (laughs) 
And there's some, there, there's some people this morning that's going to get free from that. You feel ashamed. You feel embarrassed. Pride won't let you let it out and tell nobody. You won't even tell God about it because you're embarrassed. But I'm going to tell you, one look at one site leads to another site. And leads to another site. And before long, you, you think, well, I, you know, I've done this. I might as well go ahead and do this. I've done this. Might as well go, go ahead and do this. Yeah. Th- then I'll just repent for all of it. Yeah. And then after a while, you become so numb to it, you don't repent at all. Because it's a part of your life. These devices come from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. As I said a couple of Sundays ago, the phone, devices, tablets, what, 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 whatever you have can be the most evil thing on the planet and destroy men and women and destroy homes and children. And these parents are giving these devices to 8, 10, 12, 14 year old kids. And ki- other kids talk that aren't Christians. And talk to boys and girls that, that live in Christian homes. And they tell them things they don't need to hear. And they've got something in their pocket that gives them access to what these other people are telling them. So when they get alone and they think nobody's looking, I'm going to tell you right now, they're still an all-seeing eye watching you. Then curiosity for these young men, these young boys. All of a sudden, know more than the parents know. And things they see on the internet, then they want to try. And their mind is tormented. You got young men that, that have turned, or uh, uh, even women are doing it, Looking at pornography too. It ain't just men. But it's mostly men. Because they're turned on by sight. But statistics are telling us that more and more women are looking at it now too. It's quiet in here. And what you see on those sites, friend, is filth. Garbage. And then they want to take it home to their wife or husband. What they've seen. And then the tormenting of the mind. The images in the mind don't leave. Young people that text one, sext one another. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Say things filth, garbage that they wouldn't say face to face. Because they would be ashamed to. They would be embarrassed to say the things that they're sexting. Sending pictures of their body. I just talked to a preacher two weeks ago that had women in his church sending him pictures of their naked bodies. You think these things ain't real? I'm here to tell you they're real. 
Demons are real. The reason some of you are quiet is that, that, that demon that's on you doesn't want me to preach this. But I'm the tormentor now. He ain't going to shut me up. He ain't going to stop me. He ain't, ain't going to make me stop doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Because I'm sick and tired of my people being tormented. It's time for us to torment the tormentors. You read the scriptures again and you go back in the book of Matthew chapter 8 and you read right there. Jesus says in that whole scenario, he says one word. One word. Here we are praying, 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 praying. He said one word. Go. We Listen, I'm not against all night prayer meetings, but Jesus, Jesus never had one. Hello? One word. Cast out these 2,000 demons. One word. Go. Now the tormentors are pleading for mercy. But what is the torment that they said? Why are you going to torment us before the time? What is the torment that Jesus tormented them with? Oh, it came to me while I was pressure washing. What? How could Jesus torment? How, how could Jesus become a tormentor? He didn't become a demon. But he did become a tormentor. Why torment us before the time? So that makes him a tormentor because he's tormenting these tormentors. But what is the torment to the demons? That's the question that was in my mind as I'm pressure washing. What did he do to torment them? What was the torment? We know what the devil does to us to torment us. We know what he uses. We know how he does it. We know the torment in our mind and in our spirit. We know. You be honest, you could say it. You would tell it. He torments me this way. He torments me this way. He torments me this way. But how did Jesus torment Legion? By the fact that these demons no longer had a vessel to work through. Ask you a question. Why didn't these demons ask to go to other people? They, they said, let us go to these pigs. Why didn't they ask Jesus, let us go to this man, to this woman? Because they knew the torment that he was going to torment them with was not letting them get back in another person. He'll let them get in an animal because the animal don't have a soul, but he's not letting them go back into another human. Glory! So how am I going to torment the tormentors? If I'm going to do what he done when he said the works that I do, 
shall you do also and greater if he can make demons go 2,000 demons go with one word then I can do it and if you don't believe that I'm not your pastor I am an ambassador from Jesus Christ I have been sent from the throne of God before the foundation of the world. God has intended for me and predestined me to pastor this church, to shepherd this church, to protect this church, and to torment the tormentors that have been tormenting you. And I stand here under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost telling you, I am here to torment your tormentors. Let me tell you a story. I read last night, I tried to find it, and a few minutes ago I couldn't find it, but I got, it's there, I, I promise you it's there. I found it last night, but you got to word, word it just right in the, you know, when you're looking in the message, you go, if you don't word it just right, you'll never find it. So I was wording it wrong in my office because I was 20 minutes late trying to do it, do it real fast and find it. But I'll find it for you if you want it. Brother Brandon was praying, he was fixing to pray for somebody that had a demon on him, a tormentor. He called it tormentor. And he tells the audience every time, bow your head and close your eyes. Because your eyes is the gate to your soul. Brother Perry Green's mother was in many, many, many of Brother Benham's meetings. How many know Brother Perry, heard of Brother Perry Green? His mother was in many meetings of Brother Benham. And she watched Deep Call to the Deep for the first time. She watched that black and white movie in 1956 in Washington, D.C. And she watched that video. And she told Brother Perry, I felt told she said, I didn't know Brother Bradham did all that. She, he said, Mom, you was in dozens of meetings. He, she said, yeah, I was. But he told us to bow our head and close our eyes. And I never seen none of it. But he had a group of people that came. I believe it was 28, the number of them. It was 28 people came to, to, be, to be critics of the gift. To prove that it was psychology and not supernatural. And Brother Branham picked it up in that other dimension. And he said, you up there in the balcony, please, bow your head. Close your eyes. Because if you don't, when this demon leaves this woman, it has every right to go to another person. And if you bow your head in respect and close your eyes, it can't come to you. Brother Branham actually sent an usher up to the balcony and asked the leader, the man, the main man, would y'all please, I'm begging you, please bow your head, close your eyes. This is what the man said. This is a public place. I do not have to bow my head and I do not have to close my eyes. And I refuse to. So Brother Branham steps back and he says, I am not responsible for what happens when this demon leaves this woman. He prays for her. Listen, I'll get it for you if you want it. I'll even play it over the speakers. It blew my mind. 
Brother Brandon begins to talk to that devil. He says, you demon, you tormentor. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out of this woman. And now you have your liberty. 28 people fell on the floor in seizures. Because that demon left and went to 28 people. If I ever tell you people to bow your head and close your eyes, you better do it. I was in a place, some of you know where it was at, and I was dealing with a demon-possessed girl that was 15 years of age. Friends, she was stronger than I was. She spit at me. She tried to bite me. And the men that was on the platform, I don't, I don't know if they was just uneducated or what, but I knew what was going on because going on I'd seen it done before and I'd dealt with it before. Friend, these things are real. They don't always manifest themselves like that. You people that are dealing with tormentors right now, they're not manifesting themselves like that to you. But to this girl, it manifested that way. So I looked at the audience and there was hundreds of kids there. Power of God all in the building. People shouting and screaming. I, this was the real thing. This, I didn't work at it. It wasn't a pep rally. Alyssa was there. She'll tell you. She remembers it because she was part of it. She said, Dad, I had no control of what I was doing. I wasn't doing it myself. I don't even remember half of what went on. Holy Ghost moving. Now I got up on that platform and I, I, just, I didn't have the microphone so I couldn't say it with the microphone. But I looked over the audience and I said, I did this. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Because I, I knew I was supposed to cast that demon out. Because okay? I'm commissioned to. I'm commissioned to cast them out. Come on. I'm commissioned to torment the tormentors. I'm commissioned to cast out devils. And I'm telling you under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, I am not afraid of any demon out of hell. I'm not afraid of Lucifer himself. They are all subject to me. If I say go, they gotta go. So these young people, most of them bowed their head and they closed their eyes and I was so glad. You could tell when that demon left that girl because she just went limp. She had been fighting. She was, she was fighting a, a grown woman and two grown men at one time and she's 15. She didn't weigh 105 pounds soaking wet. And we couldn't, we couldn't control her. So I began to talk to that devil. You don't talk to the person. When I deal with demons at church, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them devils. Because demons go to church. Job 1. Sons of God came before God and Satan came also. Satan, Satan's my most faithful member. He don't miss a service. He don't miss an opportunity. But I don't think he's here right now. I think he went through that back door about 10 minutes ago. I began to talk to that devil. And I looked at straight in that girl's eyes. And friend, it was so demonic. It, it would scare most people. But see, I was under the anointing. And I said, I'm here to tell you, you got to go. You, get, you getting out of this girl. 
And that girl spoke in a man's voice, deep man's voice. You cannot make me leave. And I said, watch and see. So then I went and I, and I talked to the girl. I went, I bypassed the demon. I said, sis. And she, she, she kind of shook herself. I said, sis. I didn't know her name. They, they told me her name, so I called her name. I said, do you want to be delivered? This is key. This is the key for her deliverance. She's a 15-year-old girl. Satan's no respect to person. And I'll tell you in a minute why this demon got on her. I said, sis, do you want delivered? And she said, yes. And right behind that, that demon said, no. And I said, you shut up. I ain't talking to you. I'm telling you, that's what I told him. You mean you told a demon to shut up? I did. I told him to shut up. I wasn't talking to him. So I asked that girl again, do you want to be delivered? She said, yes. And he said, no. I said, shut up. She wants to be delivered. So guess what? She's fixed to be delivered. And I cast that thing out in the name of Jesus Christ. And she just went limp. Like a spaghetti noodle. Just. And there was a girl standing right beside. Her best friend. All of a sudden she started shaking. And she looked at me. She motioned to me. And I'm about dead. I done prayed for her. I ain't telling how many young people. Soaking wet with sweat. Had no energy, hardly left. They carried me on their shoulders out of that building. About five guys, six guys carried me. Carried me. I couldn't even walk. I couldn't even stand up. They drove me to the hotel. She's just like this and she's just quivering and shaking. So I knelt down. I said, what can I do for you, sis? She said, I don't know what's going on. I, something, something's trying to get on me. I said, well, I know what it is. I said, I just cast it out of her and just tried to get on you. But we got it in time. I said, do you want it? Or do you want to be free? She said, I don't want that. I said, then you, you don't have to have it. And I prayed for her and she shouted all over that place. Later that night, that demon left that, that, that building. Later that night, the, the women counselors prayed all night long. And early the, at the rising of the sun, one of the sisters looked out the window and seen a shadow of a man's figure leaving the camp. You want to know how this 15-year-old girl got demon-possessed? She confessed the next morning. She said, I have been lusting after boys, wanting to sleep with them. Lusting, that's what lust is. Lust is not admiring a, a woman and saying she's pretty or she looks good. That's not lust. Lust is wanting to have relations with them. If a man lusts in his heart, not just say a woman's pretty, that's not lust. Now you might get slapped by your wife. So kind of keep that in your, you know, just shut up about it. If she's pretty, don't say nothing. Just look to your wife and say, you look good today. Use some wisdom. But Brother Ram said the women would be so beautiful in the last days. He said it. They're everywhere. You know why they're everywhere? To torment you brothers. 
And that woman, I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly, but I'm being straight up with you people. All them women out there ain't got nothing more than your wife's got. I'm just, that's, that, that's biology 101. They, they ain't got nothing different than what your wife's got to offer you. Why would you leave your spouse that you said till death do us part? Let me tell you, friend, when you look on pornography, you are, you are uh, committing adultery on your wife. Jesus said, if you look and lust, you might as well have done it. See, the devil, the, the devil hates my guts. There ain't many men that, 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 that stand up and say things like this. But I'm going to tell you, in this day we're living in, it is necessary. Because too many people are under the torment, tormenting of these devils, and they've got to be exposed. And if I'm the only one that'll do it, then, then I'll do it. Oh, Brother Daniel, people might leave your church. Bye-bye. God's got more on the way. Why'd you come to torment us before the time? What is the time? What is the torment? Well, Revelation tells us. Revelation, like I said, I don't have much, I'm not going to keep you, I'll can't be over an hour, almost an hour. But the book of Revelation tells us several, several times about Babylon, the great whore, and the torment that she is bound for. The torment, because I told you just a couple weeks ago that Rome is behind everything that's going on in this world, and that's Babylon. Amen. Great mystery Babylon. That woman that's sitting on that scarlet colored beast. Drunk on the wine of fornication. Come on somebody. That's Rome. That's Babylon. And she's headed for a torment that she's never seen before. But before the time, before that time, I'm here to bring torment to Babylon. Jesus did it before the time. It wasn't time for Babylon to be cast into hell. It ain't time right now for Babylon to be cast into hell. But Jesus did it before the time. And he's called me to do it before the time. And so it's my turn. The devil's done it long enough. You know, it's like my kids. One of them would do something, I'd tell them to share. The other one say, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Devil, you hear me? It's my turn. It's my turn. And listen, friend. Listen. If Jesus could use one word, we go through all kinds of emotions and rituals and all kinds of things that Jesus didn't do. It's not even scripture. A lot of things that churches, even message churches are doing. It's not scriptural. Jesus was the Word, but so am I. Jesus was the Word made flesh, so am I. 
If you abide in me and I abide in you. So whatever he is or whatever he was, I am. If you've seen me, you've seen. Come on, somebody. Greater is that's in me than he that's in the world. You know what the world is? It ain't that out yonder. It's this flesh. That tormentor in your flesh. That tormentor in your mind. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in your flesh. That's in your mind. But you've got to take authority over those things. But see, what we do is we feed it. We keep doing it. Because it feels good to the flesh. Because that's what the flesh wants. Some of you ready for me to quit? I ain't done yet. We have a memorial tonight, not a regular service. So I'm going to get everything I can in this morning. I'm going to bust the devil up as much as I can before we leave here this morning. Why have you come here to torment us before the time? Luke chapter 8. Let's go to one more. I trust everybody is accepting this. Luke chapter 8. This is the same scenario, different wording. Listen. Verse 22, it came to pass on a certain day that they went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. They didn't hear him. Like some of you just, just didn't hear me. They just passing. Let us go to the other side. Well, wait a minute. If he said we're going to the other side, guess what? We're going to the other side. If he said there's going to be a rapture, guess what? There's going to be a rapture. If he said there's going to be a bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, there's going to be a bride without spot. If he said we're going to the other side, I don't care what kind of storm you're in, you're going to make it to the other side. You're going to come on it victorious. Because he said we're going to the other side. Y'all going to make me run all over this building with two... Metal knees. It ain't going to stop me if the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that fan and swing around if I have to. Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water. And were in jeopardy. Do you know what Brother Brenham says about this? Brother Branham said those demons were watching and waiting for Jesus to go to sleep. Having to have an opportunity to destroy the disciples. That's why you need to be in church every time the doors are open. Because you don't want no more opportunities than there already is for him to come to try to sink your boat. As they sailed, he fell asleep and there came a storm of wind and they were filled with water and they were in jeopardy. Friend, I've been there. I've been in storms like that. 
I've been in jeopardy. I've been at the uh, river of death. I've seen it. When I had sepsis, I just knew I was going to die. I made out my will. I put, put my house in order. Told my wife what to give, what to who. Give my stuff away. Set my house in order because I thought for sure I was at the river of death. But obviously it wasn't my time. God still had a work for me to do. I was in jeopardy, but he was still there. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. But he just asked them, Where is your faith? See, we don't believe we can calm the wind and the water. But Jesus said, Where's your faith? If, if he hadn't have said that, I wouldn't have believed that they could have done it. But since he did say it, I believe they could have done it. If they would have had the faith that they needed to speak to the storm, they wouldn't have woke him up. We wake him up too much. When he's given us the faith. Some, somebody's sick in the house. Call 911. No, 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 no. You speak to that devil. Go! Baby's got a 104 temperature, okay? You know what that is? That's a demon. That's a tormentor. It's my turn. I ain't gonna stop till you get it. I said, it's my turn. That devil ain't got no right in my baby. That devil ain't got, got, got no right. Put that fever on my baby. It's my turn. You ain't got no right tormenting my baby. Go! And watch the fever go to 98.6. Oh, ye of little faith. Going to the medicine cabinet first. Going to the doctor first. Going here first. Going here first. No! Go to the word first. If you say to this mountain. The problem is we lack enough faith to utilize what he has given us. Everything you need for your earthly journey is in you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine the rebuke? Can you imagine how these disciples felt? Did you hear what he said to us? He said, we ain't got no faith. What could we have done? We could have left him asleep. And we could have spoke because he said, where's your faith? Where's your faith to speak to that tormentor? It's our turn. We become the tormentors. Who's got more power? A demon or a child of God? But when you lay down your sword, when you lay down your weapon, when you lay down the word, he's got more power than you. Because then you're weaponless. You've got no weapon. 
And Brother Brandon said, the weakest Christian on their knees makes hell tremble. Oh, but instead of praying and instead of going to the Word, we go to everything else that science and technology has given us. Oh, ye of little faith. I'm telling you, it's my turn. I'm fixing to speak to some storms. I'm going to let him sleep. It's my time. Greater is he that's in me. It's my time. Mm-hmm. Where's your faith? They being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? People need to say that about us. What manner of people can tell devils to leave? What manner of people can live a holy life? What manner of people can live righteous? What manner of young people can live above sin? They said, what manner of man is this? I want people to say that about me, not boasting. But what manner of man is this that can speak to a demon in somebody and he says, go, and he leaves, and that person is delivered. What manner of man is this? I am the Word made flesh. I am Jesus in bride form. The same Jesus in broad form. He don't change his nature. He don't change his character. He don't change his power. He just changes his mask. What manner of man is this? For he commandeth. He didn't ask. He didn't plead. He didn't beg. He commanded. Because that's authority. He didn't go out there and physically try to stop the storm, stop the waves, and stop the wind. No, he commanded it by the word of his mouth. That, my friend, is third pole ministry. Not prayer lines. Oh, some of you have been on the internet too much. You're watching churches in second pole. You better stop watching them in second pool. This church ain't in second pool. This church is not in second pool. You don't need me to tell me tell you your name and address and come through a prayer land. You've got the same power of God in you. I'm not a dictator. I'm not Lord of God's heritage. You've got the same power of God in you that I've got. The only difference is my position. That's it. It's like a robber trying to break in your house and you call me. Get your own gun. If you ain't got one, I've got several. I'll let you borrow one. Brother Daniel, someone's trying to break in my house. What you want me to do about it? Have you got a weapon? Yeah, I got a shotgun. Get it! Blow his brains out! Oh, y'all didn't like that. He coming in my house to steal my stuff, hurt my people. He's in jeopardy of death. Demon come in my body. Demon come in my house. Demon come in my family. He's in jeopardy of death. I'm tired of being in jeopardy. It's his turn to be in jeopardy from the bride of Christ. 
can't even, I can't even finish a script. I can't even finish a verse. This tells me you're getting it. Praise the Lord. Let me give you another key, though. When you leave here today, you've got to use it. Faith comes by hearing, and this is building some faith. When you get out there and that demon comes back, starts tormenting you again, say, wait a minute, big boy. Wait a minute. Stand toe to toe with him. Take him back to this service. My shepherd told me it's my turn to torment you. Get behind me, Satan. Well, glory. Don't stand there and just let him get in your mind. Don't stand there and let him get in your body. You stand toe to toe with him and say, wait a minute, it's my turn. You gotta listen to me now. You ain't coming in my house. You ain't coming in my children. You ain't coming in my mind. You got got no, no power over me. I'm a son of the living God. I'm a daughter of the living God. I got the authority to tell you to get out of here. Go back to hell where you came from. I'm tired of being in jeopardy. I'm tired of fear. Because the Bible says fear hath torment. Is that Bible? Fear hath torment. Some of you. Fear is one of the greatest things. You cross bridges before you come to them. You think this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Wait a minute. Who's in control here? I ain't gonna call no names, but a member of my family has 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 anxiety, and, and they got it from me, genetically. And so there were certain things that happened that the devil was trying to tell this member of my family because certain events happened that something was going to happen to her children. The devil trying to type something. Can you imagine the devil trying to type something to you? I'm gonna type something. I'm going to type a tattoo across his forehead with my right hand. The five-fold ministry out inside his head. Trying to type something. This happened. Oh, something's going to happen to my baby. Then he tells this member, in this month, before this month is out, something's going to happen to one of your children. I had a talk with him. I said, let me tell you something. Ain't nothing going to happen in that month. That month's been passed two months ago. Nothing happened. The babies are all right. Everything's all right. Nobody died. Well, glory. One more time, I called his bluff to prove that he ain't nothing but a liar. Don't listen to him. Oh, people say, oh, uh, I wish I could hear from God then come to church I wish God would speak to me listen open your ears I'm going to step out on a limb 
John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the door. But let me ask you, where's he at? Who becomes the door in his absence on earth? Some of you are struggling with it. Because you think I'm making me something. No, I'm telling you what the word says. He is the great shepherd. I'm the minor shepherd. But in his absence, I'm the door. Don't let that bounce around here. Don't, don't you refuse that. In his absence, he's not here in the body. So he can't be the door to this church. If he was still the door, then I wouldn't be here. I'd be sitting on front row. I wouldn't be pastoring this church if he was here in the body. I'd give the mic to him. But in his absence, in anything that comes into my flock, I've got a right to remove them. And see what happens sometimes in my absence. See, see, he comes and he, and, and, and he makes me have knee surgery, shoulder surgery, sepsis, back surgery, this, that, and the other. And in my absence. See, Brother Isaac is a tremendous preacher, but he's not the shepherd. I ain't saying nothing bad about him. Ask him. He's not the shepherd. I thank God almost every day for him. But in my absence, yes, sir. the door is open. And that's when Satan wants to come in. When I had this knee surgery on this one, almost two years ago in November, I was out a long time. And I'm here to tell you, many demons come in. Many demons come in, tormenting my people. And if you remember when I come back, I came back with a vengeance. Yes. Yes. If some of you remember, I come back and I shook hell. Because yes, I knew demons had come in in my absence. So I learned a great lesson. See, God's a great teacher. But we got to be good students. I learned a great lesson. Don't stay out too long. So when I, when I had this one replaced, I, only, I was only out three weekends. No, two weekends. Two weekends, three Wednesdays. I came back on the third weekend after I had this knee replaced. That's almost impossible to do. The surgeon told me just two weeks ago, it's going to take you six months to a year for your knee to heal properly. And I was in this pulpit in three weeks. supposed to be doing that but I'm doing it because I can Hallelujah. and Satan knows the door's back 
And Satan knows that me and Jesus have been having some serious conversations. And he's fighting tooth and nail. Why do you think that these things happened this morning? Of all days on Sunday morning. And I promise you, this Wednesday, some things are going to happen to some of you. Trying to get to church. Some of you was here when Brother Paul Fontaine was talking about getting ready for church. It's chaos. If you get ready for vacation, you can find every shoe. You can find every shoelace. You can find every hair bow. You can find every bobby pin. You can find everything and pack it up. Get ready to go. You get ready for church, there's little green demons we call Guido. Running around the house hiding shoes. Hiding hair bows. Hiding things. It's chaos. Trying to get to church. We're supposed to be here 30 minutes early. And when I, when I look at the clock and I see what time it is, and I see the church is half full, I say, I say there's more coming. Because they made a reputation of being late. And I'm going to tell you, if some of you treated your job like you treat church, you wouldn't have a job. Oh my, I got to quit. I got to quit. But I'm sorry, I, I'm the pastor. I got to say things. Sometimes I got to bring, bring people back in order. Bring it back to their mind. They arrived in the country of the Gadarenes, verse 26, which is over against Galilee. And when they went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time and wear no clothes. Now you know these people out on the beaches and you know, you know what's wrong with them. These people wearing no clothes. Yeah. Who takes off their clothes? Who wears their underwear in public? And don't care. And, 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 then if, and then if, you know, I'm, talk, I'm talking about whirly guys. You brothers don't get mad at me. A whirly guy looks at her and goes, then the boyfriend goes and wants to beat him up. Wait a minute. You let her dress like a whore? You wanted to show her off? Don't get mad if somebody whistles at her. Then women go out there and they got low cut and see everything but the middle. You know what I'm talking about. And then want to slap you for looking at them. Then don't show them. You show them, men are going to look at them. They're going to look at them if you got a burlap sack on. They're perverts. Oh, I can say some things. Boy, I can really say some things. But boy, I get some people really mad. Which, which ain't nothing, anything new, but I won't say it. I'll save that for a later date when you're in a better mood. <laughs> they arrived in the country. The Gadarenes was over against Galilee. I, I, I'm winding this down, I promise. Five minutes. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time, wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, 
torment me not. Who's the tormentor now? This demon, these demons are asking Jesus not to torment them. Because that's what tormentors do. Torment. So they're asking him not to torment. Which makes him a tormentor. Brother Chris paints cars, so I call him a painter. Because he paints cars. Whatever you do, I call you that. If you're a housewife, I don't call you a carpenter. I call you what you are. He commanded, my goodness. Fell before him, Jesus, thou son of God most high. Torment me not. So he's recognizing that Jesus has come to torment him. Because understand, my friend, that Satan and all his imps are useless without a vessel to be in. That is their torment. When they have nobody to work through. Why do you think Satan is going to be bound with a chain of circumstance for a thousand years in the millennium? Because he has nobody to work through. He's helpless. He can't do anything without somebody to work through. He will be tormented while we're in a millennial reign. Some of you don't believe it, but it's real. We're in a millennial reign. Building houses and habiting and vineyards and all the things that the book of Isaiah says we're going to do. And the devil, Lucifer himself, that rebelled against Michael and God, he's going to be chained because there will be nobody there for a thousand years for him to work through. You talk about torment. That's why this devil said, torment me not. So now it's Jesus' turn. For one soul. To deliver one soul. The next verse. He says, I beseech thee, torment me not. The next verse, for he had commanded. There's that word again. Just like he commanded the wind and the waves. He commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man for oftentimes it had caught him and he he was kept bound with chains and in fetters and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? Oh, he's playing right into him. He said, legion... Because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them. Go. <laughs> the demons are screaming for mercy. They besought him that he would not command them. Go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into a lake and were choked. 
And again, those, those that was in the city wanted him to, to leave the city because they lost their pigs. Churches would rather have pigs than people delivered. We don't need no we don't need no pigs, we don't need no hogs, we don't need no swine. We need deliverance. Sandy feet. Tell the devil's mad, at least I can. I was up almost all night studying these things out, and the devil coming to me and oh, torment, trying to torment my mind. I think, you devil, you, you trying to torment me while I'm studying on me tormenting you. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something, friend. You do not have to live. In torment. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, are living under torment of your past. That's just what it is. Past. Some of y'all didn't hear me. It's past. Let it pass. Let it go. When he comes back to torment you about what you did so many years ago, stand toe to toe with him. There's people that have been destroyed. Their Christian life has been destroyed because they think too much about how they used to live. What they used to do. The, the, the things that they, the devil says you've done when the blood has already covered it. The devil has a record of it. Big deal. He's not the judge. He's only the prosecutor. I'm worried about the one... That gives a sentence. The prosecuting attorney cannot give sentence. He only brings evidence. And when the judge looks in his book. He sees no evidence against you. But yet the tormentor comes to you about. What the devil has in his book. Which that book don't matter. It's time my friend. For us to turn the tables on the devil. Amen. It's time for you to be real with yourself. I'm struggling with this. Jesus said if your eye offends you, plug it out. If there's something that is, is tormenting you in your life. And you have, have availability to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because it will destroy you. Make yourself accountable. Hello, somebody. Make yourself accountable. Parents, put something on your kid's phone that you can see everywhere they go on that phone. There are apps. I've done looked into it. There are apps that you can put on your kid's phone. I don't care if they like it or not. Slap them upside the head and do it anyway. 
Put an app on their phone and on your phone that connects the two together. That you could see everywhere they go on their phone. Every website, every app they open, everybody they talk to, Snapchat, uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you can see it all. All these young people are nervous now. You hang around people that's got demons. You hang around people that are non-Christians. Your circle of friends are unbelievers. Remove yourself. Well, some of you don't like that. Well, that's my best friend. Get another one. Because that person is going to bring you down. Oh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be a witness to them. Okay, okay. Be a witness from afar. You can't be best friends with unbelievers. That's Bible. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Oh, this is bouncing around everywhere, but I don't care. You better catch that ball when it comes back to you. You better get rid of that person. You, you better remove yourself because if you don't, that tormentor that's on that person is going to get on you. Because then you're going to be agreed because you're walking together. Two cannot walk together unless they be agreed. And if you stay around them long enough, you're going to be in agreement. Oh, the devil. Oh, I, I, could just, I could just see. I can picture in my mind hell. He's done it again. He's exposed us again. What are we going to do? What can we do? He has risen to a higher position. He is in a higher authority now. Because Jesus has placed him there. And we can't do nothing about it. Our hands are tied. He knows his position. He knows what God has called him to do. And our hands are tied. If he don't let us in, we can't get in. If he wants to cast us out, we got to go. And if I don't do it, who is? Let me tell you something, friend. When you go home and you leave this church, and throughout the week, since I preached this, it's going to intensify. Just like Brother Bram said, a person that's sick, got some kind of disease, next couple days they get sicker. He says, the best sign that you're healed. Those tormentors are going to intensify because they don't want to leave you. But you have got to stand your ground. That's your fight then. Stand your ground on the word of God and say, no! You ain't tormenting me, I'm tormenting you. You ain't coming back in my body. You ain't tormenting me no more. I'm done with you. You have tormented me long enough. Now it's my turn. I know it works. I know it works. If you put what I've preached to you this morning into action, apply it to your life, you can live. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is. We say we have the Spirit of God in us. We should be living in liberty. 
We always use that. We always use that scripture for church where the Spirit of God is there is liberty. No, 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 no. I've got the Spirit of God in me, so I should be living in liberty. I'm tired of being in jeopardy, Brother Joel. I'm tired of being in fear. Fear brings, come on somebody. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of worry. I'm tired of doubt. I'm tired of being tormented about this, that, and the other. I'm tired of it. Now it's my turn. And I, I defy any devil out of hell to approach me. Because I know where God has placed me. I didn't put myself here. But somebody's got to raise up and put the word into action. And make demons scream for mercy to me. Please, don't torment me. Torment me not. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I'll say it like another brother said. I was born to torment hell. God didn't put us on earth for us to live in torment. He gave us the Holy Ghost to overpower. I give you power over every spirit, every demon, every sickness, every disease. Come on, somebody. I give you power. Now use it. Bow your heads. Eternal Father. Lord, I know I preached probably too long, but I had so many things coming to me while I was studying and meditating. And I know there's people that They want to hear deep things. They want to hear the deep mysteries of the Bible. They want me to go through the seals and the thunders and all these deep things, which I can do and I have done before. But Lord, we've turned a corner. We're not in the age of man. We're not in the age of teaching no longer. We've turned a corner. And hell hath enlarged itself. In the message, perfect strength by perfect weakness, your prophet says, the lid has been tore off of hell and streams of demon powers are coming in from every direction. 200,000, thousand demons loosed against the bride. But Lord, that don't scare me. That don't worry me. Because I know in whom I believed. And I know the one that started the work will complete it in my life. And I know that you gave me power over all hell. I've just got to use it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. And that standard is in us. We've got to stand our ground. And right now, while I'm under this anointing, I take every spirit from hell. In this building right now, I take every demonic spirit 
in this room, those that are streaming through the airwaves, I take them under control. And I stand here as you would stand here and I speak to every one of them. Now Lord, in order for this to work, the people have to have confidence in the one that is speaking. They have to have respect in the one that is speaking. They have to know who I am to them. Their shepherd. Otherwise, it will not work for them. They will leave here worse than they came. But I take every spirit under my control for the glory of God. And as you approached Legion and you said one word, I say to every demon in this building that is tormenting my sheep, go! Go from their mind. Go from their spirit. Go from their body. From this day forward, things will be different. I'm here now to torment you. To leave these people. Find a dog. Find a cat. Find a pig. Find a horse. Find a cow. Find something else but a human. But go from these people in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority over you and I tell you in the name of Jesus to go from these people. May they, from this day forward, be different and know that that thing has left them and it will never torment them again. I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God and let the church say amen and amen and amen and amen. of God cover me cover me cover me peace of God cover me through the storm cover me Sing it now, only in you, I'm secure, only, only in you, I'll find peace, cover me, cover me, cover me when I hurt. Cover me when I'm not strong. Cover me when I am going through the storm. Cover me when all seems hopeless. Cover me when my strength is gone. Let the peace that passes. Oh, yes, Lord. Let it this morning. Cover us this morning. Cover us. 
Comfort me when I am hurting. here this morning deal with anxiety deep anxiety strong anxiety hey you got to expose it don't raise your hand come up here oh I felt it while I was preaching oh I could speak in tongues If you don't expose it, you're going to leave here with it. Don't be ashamed. Hey, this ain't no time to be ashamed. There's other spirits coming at me. Fear. Suicide. Depression. Bitterness. Anger. Lust. You better not miss your opportunity. I'm telling you, he's here. Now I'm going to tell you, you that are coming up here, oh, I knew it. You see why God had me to preach this? This is honest people. This is people that are dealing with honesty from their heart, that are under torment. But it's my turn. I said it's my turn. If you believe me to be a man of God. From the foundation of the world. That God has called me to be a man of God. You believe in my position. That I have power and authority. To speak a word over you. And whatever you're dealing with. Will leave. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus. It's going to leave this morning. I don't have to know what torments you and I don't care. But I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, whatever it is, if you believe me to be a man of God, it's leaving you this morning. I speak to every demon that is tormenting these people right now. I speak to you. Oh, I feel you coming at me. 
But I also see change falling. Mm, what did I just see? What did I just see? I see a flag being raised on top of a hill. And when the military raises a flag on top of a hill, it means they have conquered. God have mercy. It's a sign of victory that they have taken that part of the land. I see a flag that has been raised on a hill. In the name of Jesus, every demon go from these people right now. I speak to you as a man of God. Go from the mind. Go from the body. Go from the spirit. Right now in the name of Jesus, I declare freedom. I declare sanctity of mind. In the name of Jesus, you demon out of hell, go from her mind. Go from her spirit. I speak freedom. Freedom. Liberty in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Victory is in this place. Victory is in this place. The flag has been raised in victory. The banner has been raised in victory. Raise your hands to him right now. Raise your hands to him right now. Thank him for the victory. Thank him for the victory. Oh, I feel the breakthrough is here. The breakthrough is here. Freedom is here. Liberty is here. In the name of Jesus right now, Go from her mind. Go from her spirit. I tell you in the name of Jesus, you are a squatter. You are a bluff. You have no power. I have power over you. Go from her in the name of Jesus. May the peace of God that passes all understanding come into her mind and spirit. I call it done in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One more time you have come and visited us. And you have come with victory. And you have come with power. And you have come with authority. It's my turn. I said it's my turn to torment the tormentors. Freedom of mind, freedom of spirit, freedom in the body in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank him, church. Thank him. It's done. It's already done. It's already done. Oh, there's a breakthrough in this field. Can you sense the freedom? Can you sense the freedom? Can you sense the, oh, hallelujah, the liberty that's in this building? Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time before you go back to your seat, lift your hands to him and thank him. One more time. One more time. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of honor. He's worthy of majesty. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm free. 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 I'm free. I'm free. Hallelujah. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Sweep over these people. Sweep over these people. The peace of God sweep over these people. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. It's done. It's done. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Woo! Glory! Jesus.
go back to your seats. We're going to sing that as a, as a church family. We're going to all sing this together. Because it's all about Him. Hallelujah. Oh, my. This whole place is lit up. This whole place is lit up. <laughs> this whole place is lit up. Glory be to God. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Say it. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadow of the light Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. You mark my word. Write it with, write it with a chisel and a stone. From this day forward, people in this building will never be the same. I say that in the name of the Lord. 
from this day forward. People in this building, people watching, that have enough faith to believe through a camera, through the airwaves, your life will never be the same from this day forward because it's my turn. I don't know how many witnessed it. I don't know how many sensed it. But there was a shroud, like a shadow in this building. It was like a, a hovering depression over the entire audience. When our sister come up here, the Lord told me to invite others that had the same problem. And then he said this and this and this and 98% of people come to this altar not for me to lay hands but for me to speak you believe me to be a man of God with the word of God in my mouth you walk out them doors you'll never be the same I'm not a man to say things in the name of the Lord unless he speaks to me. I had somebody call me a couple weeks ago that somebody had told them in a prayer line. Told them something and got it wrong. Completely wrong. Told them that something, she, this person went up there for something and he told him that she come, th- come up there for something co- completely dif- different. And it bothered her and troubled her. They should have. Man's got a lying spirit on him. I don't care who he is. Yes. I'm gonna say it again. I don't care who he is. I don't care what his last name is. I don't care how, how big he is in the, in the message. You tell somebody something wrong in the name of the Lord. You had a lying spirit on, and you need to repent and stop doing it. Because people lose confidence and lose, lose respect. I don't care if you're 99% right. I might be in that one percent, and I'm not taking that chance. So this person called me. And had called the minister about it. And he evaded. He evaded the entire thing. And told her something completely different. Well, I, seen, I, I said this because I seen something. Well, wh- well, why didn't you tell her what you seen? He didn't tell her what he said he seen. When, 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 if I know something about you, then I'll call you up here and I'll tell you that. That ain't discernment. If I hear through the grapevine that you've got somebody in your family that's, a, that's got cancer, got some kind of problem, and I call you up here, I said, I see that your cousin's nephew has cancer of the liver. That's not discernment. That's knowledge. Somebody told you that. That this is what men are doing. This is what men are doing in the message. Acting like it's discernment when they already know about it. And so I asked this, this, this person, I said, let me ask you a question. Because I've told her several things in her life and discerned her. I, I don't claim to have a gift, but I do have the word. And the word is a discerner. And I've told her several things in her life. And I said, let me ask you a question. Have I ever told you anything in the name of the Lord that did not come to pass? She said, not one time. I said, then you have confidence in me. 
When I tell you something in the name of the Lord, you know what's going to happen. And if I miss it, I'll never do it again. But I'm telling you this morning in the name of the Lord, people's going to leave this building different than they came in. We're going to have testimonies. They may not come up themselves. They make it. Want me to read it? That's fine. There's going to be testimonies. Brother Cammie, you got one too? Brother Joel's going to be first. I'm shaking right this minute. My heart's beating 100 mile an hour. about five weeks ago and I'm not a dreamer I had a dream I was at this old house in the woods I don't know what kind of automobile was pulled up but these demons come out of that automobile Brother Daniel, you know I tried to keep the door shut. on faith and knelt exactly what my problem was last week. I didn't even have to come up. And I'm just thankful to God that he's mindful. Yeah. And I'm thankful that he sees my heart. Yeah. I may fail, I may come up short, but God knows what my my heart's about. And that's all I'm worried about. I'm thankful for my church family. Thankful for the prayers. And the words been spoke over my son, he's coming back too. Amen. And when he comes, we'll rejoice again. Amen. It's going to happen. Amen. Just like your son.
God ain't no dummy. I, I text Cody last night. And he comes up and mentions him. Wait till the comes through that through the two doors. Wait till my son and his family comes through them two doors. Wait till your family comes through them doors. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. Well, God bless you, saints. I really thank the Lord for what he's doing in our church. I even told Sharon exactly what Brother Daniel said the other day. Um, I said, watch what's going to happen today at church. And boom, there you go. Um, as you, some of y'all know, I've been struggling with this uh, dizziness deal. And it's a terrible feeling. When I get it, it, it just messes my whole body up. And just the other day, I had, you know, text a group of brothers, and I told them to pray for me. And as y'all know, I came here, and, and uh, I totally believe that Brother Daniel is a man of God. If you do not have confidence in the gift, the gift is not for you. It's not going to help you out. So I stood right there. He prayed for me, and I've been, uh, I slept with the prayer cloth in my pillow. <laughs> I slept in that pillow the other night, and I even went took it to work with me. And uh, the following day, I had no dizziness, and I've been watching it. I know sometimes when the demon's cast out, you know, um, it tries to come back, but nothing happened, y'all. I am so grateful to God because I, I watched it throughout the day, even till this day. I have no dizziness at all, and I thank God. <laughs> I thank the Lord for it, you know. I thank the Lord for using Brother Daniel as the vessel. He cast that thing out, and I, I'm, I'm free of it, and I want to thank the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I know it's almost two o'clock. I can read the clock. Mm, once like a bird in prison, I dwell. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. And Jesus came. Glory to God. He set me free. Oh, he set me free. Yes, he set me free. Broke the bonds, prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. Glory to God, He set me free. Now I climb higher each day, darkness of night, drifted away. The planet on higher ground. You know what? I'm home with power. He set me free, yes. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. And I glorify my Jesus to see. Glory to God, He set me free. Goodbye to sin, things that confound all of the swirl. Will turn me around. Today I'm working, I'm praying too. Glory to God, I'm going through. He set me free. 
done for me and I know about my Jesus to see the God sin sacrifice all of the soul and turn me around baby I'm working I'm praying to glory to God I'm going through he set me free he set me free he broke the bond prison for me and I'm low bound by Jesus to see glory to God another hand clap of praise I'm happy you're happy and hell is mad they're picking up pieces in hell because we shook it we tore hell all to pieces them demons that left y'all are back, back there and the Lucifer's going, uh, uh, where am I going to send you now? Well, he said something about dogs and cats and horses. And he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't give us liberty to go back and know humans. <laughs> oh, no. Because you know, Prophet God says that animals can be demon possessed, and and you, you you see what happens when animals get demon possessed. They commit suicide. It drives them crazy. What was them demons doing to this man? If they'll drive them hogs that crazy to jump over a cliff, what was this man going through? There's a key element in there. In the other gospel that talks about it, he was in the tombs at night crying. The key to his deliverance was he wanted out. The reason people stay bound, stay shackled, stay chained is because they want to. There is deliverance in the word of God for any devil out of hell. 
Friend, you're looking at a man that knows firsthand the spirit of bondage. I know it. I know what it's like to be bound to something that you don't want to be bound to. And you yourself try every avenue. You make promises. You repent. Go right back and do it again. I know what it's like to be bound. But I also know what it's like to be delivered. One of these days I'm going to give my full testimony. It's going to blow some of y'all's minds of the things this old boy's been through. Because of my position for 23 and a half years, Satan has bombarded me with thousands of demons. When I go home after preaching and exposing devils here, Brother Ram said they would follow him back to his hotel. And they have followed me and I've seen them with my own eyes. Follow me home. But then in my heart I thought, okay. Whoever they was tormenting is free. And so then me and that one would have a conversation. What are you doing here? You ain't got no right here. Well, you, I was in this person and you cast me out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it again. And again. Because it's my turn. I want demons to come to me and kneel at my feet. And beg for mercy. Don't torment me. <laughs> Too late. It's my turn. You've torn- tormented me long enough. Now I'm fixing to torment you. Leave from this place this morning rejoicing in your heart. That he set me free. Four o'clock this afternoon, we'll have a memorial for Sister Pauline. If you can come, we certainly invite you and want you to be here and support the family. Uh, We certainly love Sister Pauline and appreciated her. And I'm going to miss her glories. You remember Brother Bram talking about Sister Belle? She was a colored woman in, in the church and she passed. And he said, we're going we're to miss Sister Belle's hearty amens. And we're going to miss Sister Pauline's glories. It scared some of you. But that was her way. And she amen, she amen the word of God with her glory. We're going to miss that. But she's in another place. Rejoicing because she was in the truth and she was in the word and she loved this word and loved this message. So if you can come and support the family, we'll have a memorial for her this afternoon at four Uh, o'clock. Pray for me. Uh, These things are never easy for me to do uh, because of the family uh, grieving and just losing a loved one. I don't care how old they are. I don't care how sick they are. When they're gone, it hurts. I mean, we come to a place sometimes we want them to go ahead and go because they're in pain and suffering, but but then when they do go, the pain's still there. The grief is still there. We don't want nobody to suffer. I understand that, but we still want them here. 
their presence. Even though, even though my mother has full-blown dementia, John told me the other day that she hardly ever knows him anymore. Doesn't know anything, know any, anybody. But I don't, I'm, I want her to go, but I don't want her to go. Because she's not really mom right now. I don't know, I don't know if she would know me now, but she did the last time. And I hold on to that. And I hold that over John's head. She knew baby boy. I looked at her. I said, you know who this is? She said, uh, you're my baby boy. I said, you're exactly right. I'll always be your baby boy. And uh, so it, 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 with families, it, it never matters how sick they are or how old they are. When they go, it hurts. It's, it's, and, and Jesus is the great comforter, and I'm glad that he would send the comforter back. So if you can come and support the family and and if you can't come, pray for us this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Give me the key of G and we'll be dismissed this morning. I, 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 I've had a good time in the Lord this morning. I don't know about you. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me, I know it was the hand of the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me, glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me, Somebody touched me, I know it was the hand. God bless you, go in the field, God, you can be dismissed. I love you, Lord.